Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Showdown Podcast presents the Survivor Series with Corey Miller, Vic Miller, and Brad Scott. This week's episode, Ghostbusters. Showdown Podcast. This is a Survivor Series episode, and today we are going to be discussing Ghostbusters 2, the 1989 sequel to the 1984 classic, and I am joined, as always, by Corey Miller and Vic Miller. What's up? Boys, how are you? All right. I'm very well. Good. Um, So... Yeah, here we are. Uh, this is in honor of what, Corey? Uh, this is in honor of uh, the new Ghostbusters coming out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Is it this weekend? Yes, it is. I don't think so. Isn't it July? Yes, it is July. This uh, weekend's not July, it's buddy. It's not July. This w- July is... Oh! Next week is no, July. No, no, he's, he's... You know what, Vic? This is for both of us right out the gate. <laughs> It dawned on me just as <laughs> Of course, coming out this weekend. <laughs> the new Ghostbusters. Um, For fuck's sake. Uh, with an all-female cast. Corey actually got a, a, a reel for fuck's sake against us. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he... You know what, Corey? You know what? This, this just might be your day. It's... <laughs> <laughs> a lot harder than it looks, huh, Vic? Yeah, it's hard to get just right on cue when you don't have a fucking like soundboard already set up. You have to use you go through apps. Yeah, I know. Believe me, the struggle <laughs> is real. So the new Ghostbusters is coming out now. We'll talk about. Uh, we'll we'll get into that film and our thoughts on on that on the remake reboot. Um, we'll do that later. a little later. Um, but it is an all female cast. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding that. Uh, for multiple reasons, um, but we're here to talk about the original sequel, Ghostbusters Two, and Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I mean, it it's, is it one of the greatest sequels in history. I would say it's probably one of the only sequels that I would say is a successful second run of a movie. Most sequels don't 
quite have the impact that they had, but this one was actually. Well, let me ask you that for that time, right? Because it feels yeah. like now yeah. sequels almost always do better, right? right. I mean, Spider Man. Well, you have to remember that, like now, they're doing it as the first one is the origin story, the second one is the actual story, mm-hmm. as opposed to two movies telling a complete story. What's the what's is the Conjuring two the last one that's kind of an, a true sequel where it's not. Like it didn't seem to be a franchise, but then you get the sequel. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if they actually planned it when they came out. With that's the what I'm saying. Movie. Like the Avengers. That's what Vic was saying. Like the Avengers, Iron Man, all that stuff. They're planning these movies to yeah. be multiple, and people know that going in. Yeah, but so I'm that not- may be why this. It when and that is definitely a different realm in comic books because you're the the story is always going to progress. Mm-hmm. Whereas a movie like this, I don't. I'm guessing they probably hadn't planned a sequel when they wrote the original. Yeah, that, that's right. my guess. So yeah. the Conjuring's kind of in that category. What else really has there been? Well, you had last uh, 15, 15 years. Well, Paranormal Activity, those films. Oh but, yeah, 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 um, absolutely. Have, so it's horror kind of then. You don't think that they planned those after the? I first really two? don't. I don't think. I so think because either. it was so low budget, it was such a gamble. I mean, it could easily have been something that went into the theaters for two weeks and then went to yeah to I, on demand. I, I think with the first one, they were like, you know, because they made it for so cheap, and then it made so much money. Like, oh wait, we've got something here. And I saw. Think that's, well, see, I think, but that's what I'm saying. Like the second one, that that was no, like, no, no. I think after the second. Second one, one yeah. they knew, but we're talking about when they did the original, right? Not knowing did they already that have a plan? Yeah, like oh, okay. like with gotcha. comic book movies, they know they're doing three yeah. of these. Whereas the the Conjuring, and it seems to be mo- mostly horror movies. They go in, Barbershop maybe falls into that category. Oh God, yeah. Um, I doubt they had written multiple movies for that. Well, considering um, it's been what ten years since the first one came out. <laughs> well, yeah, and now they're they just had the third. Uh, which I did not go see. I didn't. I honestly, I watched part of the second. It was just like, eh. Yeah. So, but this movie, this sequel, I did not go, eh. No. Uh, <laughs> this is a, this is a, uh, it's, it, I remember it as a kid and I loved it. As I loved Ghostbusters. I watched the cartoon. Yeah. I had all the action figures um, with the little plastic uh, stuff that co- yep. they each were different colors and everything that comes out of the, the proton yep, uh, twist it. They, they yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I had the, the little bigger rubber Slimer yep. uh, toy. I had the Ecto-1. Uh, I had the whole thing. I think I had the Firehouse if it was available, I'm sure. I think um, it was. Yeah, I had good, I had wealthy grandparents. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll do it. But yeah. I do, I remember, I was seven years old, but I can remember watching this in the theater. I don't remember, obviously, a lot of the details, but I just remember going to the movie theater and sitting down to watch this. Yeah, yeah I, I remember seeing the movie in the theater. Well, I mean, I'm surprised you do because at your age. Yeah. Uh, but it's probably hard. It's probably crazy. hard to remember your 40s <laughs> at, yeah. at your age now. Um, I was I just thought of something, and I, I, I may be jumping uh, the movie here a bit, but was there a scene uh, with Bobby Brown in it making yes. a cameo? Okay. Yeah, yeah where I, he's he's he, a doorman. For yeah, the, for the yeah. Uh, for the the mayor. Okay. Okay. He's like, he's like, hey, can I get one of those proton pa- proton packs for my brother? He really likes that thing. Okay. And he's like, I think that's a bad idea. Another example <laughs> of Bobby Brown not knowing this was a movie. He was sincerely <laughs> asking for the proton pack. He thought being the door guy for the mayor would get set him up for that. Uh, by the way, funny story about Bobby Brown, which is also kind of an ironic twist to this movie. Uh, I'm seeing right now. If, <laughs> I know where you're going with this one. You have you heard this? I've heard this. Yeah. Uh, so Bobby Brown did a radio interview and okay um, I'm gonna go ahead and hopefully play this without an advertisement from YouTube this man no and they're making me do the 30 okay, used by this. Bank. you had sex with a ghost a ghost yeah yeah come on man 
Tell me about it. I moved into this house. I bought this mansion in Georgia. So this was a really, really spooky place. But yes, one time um, I woke up and yeah, a ghost. I was being mounted by a ghost. <laughs> I wasn't high. That was my next question. <laughs> that was my that next was question. question. Were you tripping? Were you tripping? No, I was no. not tripping. <laughs> You've had quite a life. I've had some <laughs> crazy situations. <laughs> I was being mounted by a ghost. So, <laughs> so great. Here's the thing. If you remember in the first movie, Ray has has sex with a ghost. I think he just was so high that he thought he was Ray. <laughs> and it's like a ghost. Um. So yeah, Bobby Brown was in this movie, but um. All right. So Vic, why don't you uh, guide us through? All right. So. This movie starts out five years after the Ghostbusters had saved New York from impending doom by Gozer the Gozerian. Is it? Do you guys ever find this? I actually like it when sequels go in real time. Yeah. From like the time of the first yeah. movie. I don't know why, but I find that fun. Well, that that and they actually do kind of a, uh, you know, it gives you that progression of, of what's been going on. Like you haven't really missed out on everything. Mm-hmm. They, they fill you in with what's happening. But five years later, they are, um, they have been shunned by the city of New York's um, government uh, body. The mayor has, uh, after they did that, they basically uh, named them as, um, as frauds. Uh, charlatans that planned and did the whole thing just to make some money. Like, I'm sorry, but come on. Like, oh, there's a just giant a, marshmallow man. It was a man. ploy to get out of paying the bill, and they actually That's say true. they yeah. tell them that a little later on in the in the in the the, the beginning of the movie. Um, but Ray is. Um, uh, Peter Venkman has moved on to he has his own psychic uh, TV show um, I'm not sure what exactly the premise of the TV show well is, they just they get paranormal gets, people on there yeah, yeah. psychics on there and they talk um, and he uh, Winston I didn't really did you see what Winston was doing did it show what he was doing no it didn't he was no he, he was with no he him he and was, Ray were doing the party oh, they were doing that the birthday the only, parties yeah, that's right they just did that but so I Ray mean, Ray and Winston were doing birthday parties going to kids houses singing uh, and singing uh the theme song to Ghostbusters hey yeah and dancing <laughs> and here's the thing if that was Corey uh like because I'm sure they did conventions as well Corey would be like fucking uh uh fucking Winston from Ghostbusters, remember the guys that save New York? Charge a twenty dollars for an autograph and one and twenty dollars for a picture. Fuck that guy. Who the hell does he think he is? Oh, he saved the world. That was five years ago, bruh. You're irrelevant. I don't have to pay. Yeah, you should just give me the photo. You should do what I want you to do for less money. Because it's, I think it's both. You know what? Uh, fucking uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, he'll do a picture and a photo. And a bucks. bumper. And a bumper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. You're listening to us. Oh, yeah, fuck that. I don't know why I gave him Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah. arms. I did Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's as close as I could get. Good Lord. <laughs> that was awful, by the way. So Ray and yeah. Winston are doing that. Ray also has his own occult shop. Um, it's an occult bookstore, which has the oddest hours in the world. Um, they're open till 7 o'clock on weeknights and 12 o'clock on Saturdays. Yeah, that is, that's a strange jump. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. weird thing. Um, and then uh, Egon is running experiments on um, he people's was emotional states. Probably the most successful post-Ghostbustering. Yeah. Yeah, that most definitely. So he's he is uh, doing tests on people's emotional states and how their envi- how their emotions affect the environment. 
um, is is what he's up to. Um, we are starts off with us seeing um, Sir Gorney Weaver as she has apparently um, broken up with Peter, uh, progressed on to marry some other guy that was in the in the in the orchestra with her, has a kid, and apparently that dude dipped out right after the baby was born. <laughs> because <laughs> for some reason she's got a fully fledged divorce already on her hands and a kid. Um, the beginning of the movie shows her um, walking down the street. She rolls through some pink goo, um, which then possesses her baby buggy and the baby buggy takes off down the New York streets, avoiding all the people and all the people avoiding it for some reason, because a baby, uh, a runaway baby carrier with a kid and a mom chasing after it isn't no, something you want to stop. No, I'm sure that's still instinctive. To get out of if the way of a baby carriage? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if it's kind of coming fast, depends. And a woman screaming behind it, stop my baby. Some yeah. people were trying. They were just missing. No. <laughs> you horrible. didn't see that? Some people, yeah, some people were trying. I saw more people jumping out of the way than anything else. <laughs> So the baby carriage goes along, goes down the street, ends up in the road, um, almost gets hit by a car, but she gets to it first. And bus. Out. No, not no, a car, bus. a, bus. Yeah. a it bus. It stops right before the bus goes by. Best brakes on a city bus ever. Um, so she stops, she gets the kid, and she realizes there's something weird going on. So she takes him uh, to um, Egon to have him looked at because she wants Egon to check and see if there's anything weird going on. Um and she asked him to promise not to tell Peter that she's uh, coming around again because she doesn't want anything to do with him right now. Um, so they make their promises, but of course that's not going to stand up because Peter is too good at weaseling shit out of people. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Bill Murray, kudos to him for pulling off uh, balding with bad skin and being a leading man in several movies. Like You don't see that a whole lot. No. You don't see bald. That just shows how charming that guy is, how likable he is. It's just likability, right? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, because, you know, like uh, you hear the stories all the time, right? He'll go up to people and he'll like cover their eyes and uh, like well, whisper. No one's ever going to believe this happened. <laughs> and then they turn around and it's Bill Murray. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. He sneaks into people's pictures when people are taking pictures. Showed up, walk up and take a picture. With shows him. up at a, he played kickball. Uh, one time showed up for a I kickball game. One. I think there was a rumor that there was a phone number or an email that you could call and uh, and you can actually request the him sh- him show up and just see if he actually showed up. Or and not. he would. Yeah. Huh. Why haven't yeah. you put this in for the show? I was about to say, I'm surprised you haven't tried this. Well, yet. I would have, but this was a few years ago. Oh, so that oh, he's done with it. Now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> probably meet one too many creeps. Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> he's like, so. yeah, we're not doing this anymore. Because you have to think about the people that are like, it's either going to be like some college kids who think it's awesome and it's just a fun thing, or it's going to be like a guy who has several pictures of Bill Murray up in his house with candles all around him and is like sacrificing animal blood to make it happen. Nobody's supposed to know about that. <laughs> that is that does sound like Corey. <laughs> Could so, you give uh, me a bumper for my podcast? <laughs> and you would shit your pants if I got it, so shut up. I don't know if I'd shit my pants. I might get an erection. Yeah. Um, Close enough. So continue, Vic. Yes. So uh, Dana, after uh, visiting the guys, Dana uh, goes to her new job, which she works at the Manhattan Museum of Art. Um, and she is a restoration specialist um, working on um, some uh, old artwork that's come in. Um, a legendary 16th century tyrant named Vigo the Carpathian. Uh, there is a life-size 
framed picture of him that they're working on. Um, and she's thought uh, that was Kelsey Grammer at first. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the, 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 the receding hairline. <laughs> yeah. And I could have sworn I heard that thing saying in a. That's hot salad and scrambled eggs. Uh, his it's coming again. His, boom, boom, boom. Uh, his, for, his full name was Vigo von Homburg Duschendorf. Now, that's important because the actor who plays Vigo, his name is his last name is von Homburg. Von Homeboy? Yeah. So that's part of that. And then the twins who play Oscar, the baby. Uh, their last name is Duschendorf, so they took Duschendorf. Yeah, so they took. Are you sure it's not Duschendorf? I don't. Is that an SH? I don't speak du- Duschendorf. Whatever. It might no. It looks like douche. Duschendorf. Yeah. yeah, it looks like Duschendorf. So they took the twins' last name and the actor that plays Vigo's last name, stuck them together, along with Vigo. If they, I bet when they get them. introduced to people, they're like. Like, oh, this is the Duschendorf twins. Oh, which one's the douche? Which one's the Dorf? <laughs> Dorf. <laughs> and, and as a side note, the twins are nephews of John Denver, whose real name is Henry Duschendorf. Well, there we go. Yeah. It's a little bit a little bit of for you know knowledge. Um, <laughs> so um, after, the, you know. Hold the, on, Vic. Uh, which one is it going to be? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he just sits there panting. <laughs> He's got his hands on a button. He's got his hand on a button. What do I get? What do I get? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Holy shit. They're rolling in. (laughs) Uh, So she she works for this little guy. um, I don't remember. What's his name, Corey? Help me out here. Oh, um, Uh, she's working for this. uh, uh, Is it Dr. Jonasif? It's Jonas Poha. John, Janos, 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 that's, Janos, Janos, that's why I couldn't get it. So Janos Poha is the curator. It's Swedish. J's are always silent. It's always Jan, or not silent, but Jan. He's, yeah, it's H. Yeah. So she's working for this guy. He's a creepy little dude, um, and she's working for him, uh, and he's the one that's working on the Vigo Carpathian, Carpathian um, artwork to try to restore, uh, restore it. And he notices that there's something wrong. Like, we notice right away because there's a push-out scene where basically his forehead comes out of the picture and recedes back in. So that's to let us know that there's something going on with this. It's like a six-head. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And uh, Corey actually commented that that was like some really good uh, special effects for the day. Yeah, that was actually for for that time period. And even now, the the effect is pretty good. Uh, Now, as far as the effects for the rest of the movie, uh, something else to talk about. Yeah, I think there's I several. Think, I think I think we found the Duschendorf of the show. <laughs> the Duschendorf of this episode. <laughs> well, it's it's like they blew all their effect budget right on that one right there. And <laughs> yeah, some other pretty good ones. Um, so they they decide they start tracking down. Hold on. They make the Statue of Liberty walk through the streets of New York, and that looked pretty good. That was that was somebody in a costume and using miniatures as they walked through. Yeah, that was you, you couldn't yeah. tell that. I thought it looked good. It looked like the Statue of Liberty walking, did it not? Yeah, but it's not a special effect. I think what is, it's just an effect. It's a practical effect, but it's still considered special effects because they made the building look like I mean, like it, it was looked, real yeah, size. Yeah, you know? so I thought that was CGI'd. That's how good it was. Okay. 
Oh, until you see that one. There's one part in there that destroyed the whole thing for me because it really did look good up until the point where they show him crush. The, they show it crush the car. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you can completely see that that is a painted in scene behind the foot because the way that they did it. That well, was see, the but, only thing that. See, I didn't was. notice because I thought I was. The, it looked good when they smashed the car. That's <laughs> no, just you. We're out in the garage before the movie, too. <laughs> Everything was a little fuzzy beforehand. <laughs> beforehand? Man, this movie is amazing. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> they go and they uh, they track down the source of this uh, of this goo, and they figure out where they, they think it's coming out of, the, where it's coming out of, and why the car, the, the, uh, the baby carriage stopped on this spot. So they figured that's where it's concentrating at. It was trying to return back to where from whence it came. So they basically start jackhammering into the first first Avenue um, in the middle of the night. Uh, they get accosted by the cops who want to know why they're doing it. They don't have a straight answer for them directly. They keep giving them runaround. Oh, we're with we're with Con Ed. We're with the phone company. We're with the gas company. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, they're digging down. They they get um, Ray lowered down into this hole, um, and he finds a river of ectoplasmic goo flowing under the city um, in this old abandoned subway tunnel um, in which they uh, as they're having this conversation the goo becomes starts to grow tentacles that are trying to grab him as he's hanging from there and he's screaming for them to bring him back up while they're distracted by the cops and uh, the uh, what is the the mayor's assistant or somebody that that came out there to to give him a hard time played Um, by Kurt Fuller who makes a return we originally saw him in uh, No Holds Barred they pull him out of the hole and they get arrested and taken to jail and then subsequently um, arraigned. Uh, the judge in their arraignment has right off the bat just starts yelling, we are not going to talk about ghosts, demons, or anything else uh, supernatural in this in this proceeding um, in which they're like, oh, that's fine. Our lawyer will get us off. <laughs> Played by Rick Moranis. <laughs> which, um, if at the time, in between the two movies... They had uh, debuted on TV the cartoon The Real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and in that he actually becomes their their lawyer and actually uh, what was it the lawyer and uh, his their accountant. So so that's how that's why we're, he's kind of kind of the character Meshed himself in. is kind of changed a little bit. That was a good year for Rick Moranis. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids came out that year as well. Mm. Well, and the um, along with that um, they. The cartoon became such a hit um, and made them so much money. Like you said, you you had almost all of the merchandise from the original movie. Um, but when they when they made that cartoon, they had basically established um, what the the Ghostbusters had been up to in the interim times. And Slimer was living with them. Rick Moranis was working for them, and they kind of worked that back into this movie, in which they actually brought Slimer back because he was so popular in the cartoons. They put him back in this movie as like living in the in the uh, in the their headquarters. So he. Was was only in that movie because the cartoon had such a huge hit it was such a huge hit they decided to put him in the movie again and also because it was such a huge hit with the kids they actually uh they changed the characters personalities a bit too and if you notice uh they don't smoke there is uh i think uh ray actually has a cigar but it's unlit at one but other than that there's no, there's oh, no smoking. pussying up the ghostbusters yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> this so, is a very 80s movie. And they, oh, I'm sorry. They also toned down the innu- the uh, innu- innuendos. Like in the first one, there was you know little innu- innuendos that they Can had. Can you really tone down Bill Murray's innuendos? I think everything that comes out of his mouth is probably a double. Well, <laughs> well, there, a double honestly, meaning. there really wasn't a lot. <laughs> you know, if any at all, I didn't. Re- I don't think I noticed. It, it definitely felt more commercialized and family friendly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Than the original, which is to be expected. Well, yeah. And it's fine too. I mean, it still works. Mm-hmm. So um, they are in court. Rick Moranis is supposed to be <laughs> defending them. Probably not the best person to have as your defense lawyer. Um, and this, the uh, the district attorney is on the mayor's side, and he wants them fried. Um, they had an injunction on them from ever doing any kind of paranormal um, ghost. Uh, what they say, ghost eradication or study. Um, in the state of in the in the state of New York, so they weren't supposed to be doing anything that had anything to do with a ghost ectoplasm or anything. And because they did, they broke the uh, injunction, so they were on trial for that. Um, they were making a good argument, or at least trying to, which was not working out because they let Rick Moranis <laughs> talk for them. At one point, Peter Venkman is actually giving him what he should be saying, and she objects to it and says that he's leading the witness when the witness was actually leading him, which I thought. Was was hilarious mm-hmm. um they go on to uh, well, i also like rick moranis uh uh when he his his initial what was his initial argument how he ends his oh, opening it was, statement it was they turned me into a dog and and say or save me or something yeah, like that i got turned into a dog and they saved me thank you your honor <laughs> that, yeah that was it was real simple so um they go on with the hold on i think i got it here God damn it! I think I have the Rick Moranis scene. After a 15 second commercial. You know, leave a second after. Making Corey work. Yeah. Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the, of the, of the audience. <laughs> the audience. I don't think it's fair to call my clients frauds. Okay, so the blackout was a big problem for everybody, okay? <laughs> I was stuck in an elevator for two hours and I had to make the whole time. But I don't blame them, because one time I turned into a dog and they helped me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, is it me or did anybody else, did it sound like he, he said, said black the black guy, guy was a problem? <laughs> hey, listen to this. Are you okay? I was... Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the, of the, of the audience, I don't think it's fair to call my clients frauds. Okay, so the blackout was a big problem for everybody. <laughs> he does say blackout, but it does sound, sound like, like black guy. Black guy was a big problem for everybody. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Hit it again. That's racist. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> okay, so the blackout was a big problem for everybody. Okay. <laughs> I think I know my next sound clip. I'm gonna get <laughs> for whatever Vic, uh, like whatever Vic hits you with something hard. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a. Uh, Okay, so the black guy was a big problem for everybody, okay? <laughs> so the black guy was a big problem for everybody, okay? So he you know, he proclaims that they that they're innocent, they should that they shouldn't be uh, tried for this cuz they've been a, a help to the city. Now, like I said earlier, the city decided that to do this to them because they wanted to name them as frauds. They didn't want to pay them how much they owed them. Um, so that's why the, the injunction happened in the first place. Um, and they wanted this they wanted them buried basically. Um, but 
they had the goo that he collected from the hole on the the the, uh, the evidence table, and the more the judge got pissed off during sentencing, the more the goo bubbled up, and it bubbled up until it basically exploded into the Scolari brothers, <laughs> which were two murderers that he had sentenced to death in the electric chair earlier at that earlier that year, I guess, or something. I don't know exactly what had happened, but. Judging by what they were wearing and what they looked like, I don't know how he was how he did that, but it was a little interesting. Well, we made the comment that uh, once they become ghosts, they become very cartoonish looking. I can't help but think that that has to do because of the uh, because of the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Okay, but what about so the running? Were, but it's not my argument with that is what about the guy that was running down the thing? He looked like a normal that's human. That's true. That's true. Like I don't know. I don't know why they the made ghosts it. Ghosts so, come in all shapes and sizes. I guess so. <laughs> what about what about the Corey of the movie? Uh, Vigo, Slimer. Oh, Slimer. <laughs> I thought I was Vigo. I think you're more of a Slimer. <laughs> he was eating you, all the food. And you, your belching <laughs> leans you more towards Slimer. <laughs> With all that carbonation he puts into his I have body. No idea what you're talking about. Oh, we have plenty. Yeah, <laughs> it's documented. I'm pretty sure you're not on. Not on this. Right? I'm pretty sure your stomach walls are just lined with Diet Pepsi and root beer. <laughs> um. So uh, the Scolari brothers come flying out of the uh, out of the 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 goo um, and terrorize everyone in the room. Everyone runs out. They he grabs the uh, the the uh, prosecutor. the prosecutor and by her ankles and takes her out of the room. Room, hey, he's been locked up for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to look down that skirt. Um, so we take her out of the room. They come back in. Um, the Ghostbusters have now put on their packs, which they said they have not used in years. Um, and uh, Egon informs them that the battery life on those things are like 5,000 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, no, that's a half-life. <laughs> the half-life, the half-life on, yeah. on the cell is 5,000 so, years. So um, the ghosts come back in the room. They, they uh, Peter sh- uh, can, grabs the first one. Ray grabs the second one. Egon grabs the, the ghost trap. They get them right back in the swing of things. They trap the ghosts this and after, they're back in action. After but, making a deal with the judge oh, yeah. to say to drop all the charges. Only after the uh, judge agrees to lift the injunction against them because obviously ghosts are real and he now knows it because yeah. the Scolari brothers are trying to kill him. So they capture the Scolari brothers and then we go into a montage of uh, montage. ghost captures. Montage. So this is the 80s montage section of the You're movie. You gotta do a montage. <laughs> montage. Montage. I've always said life would be so much better if montages were real. <laughs> You know how much shit I would get accomplished? Right. <laughs> I could get through a breakup a lot easier. I could look for a new job. A new, I could like grow up as a human being and mature. If they did a montage of all your shows, just think of all the money you'd have afterwards. Oh, like yeah, because I wouldn't be allowed to touch it because yeah. it'd just be through a montage. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, like, that's always what happens, man. You, you, just, the end. you hit your lowest, you know. Like, I don't know. I guess maybe I have to like fuck up really badly and then just skip ahead to... Hey, now I've got this whole new great life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they capture the Scolari brothers and then they're back in action. They open up the new uh, firehouse uh, or the old firehouse with a new sign that for some reason marketing uh, as the ghost with the holding up the two. Yeah, <laughs> because apparently this is since this is the second time they're being Ghostbusters. Right, right. 
they've decided to change the logo they had to, to reflect get, they that. Had to, they had to get a new um, business license. Oh, you know what that was? They have the old one, so they had that to was so that everybody that was buying all that old Ghostbuster shit had to buy new Ghostbuster <laughs> shit. To look. But the old Ghostbuster shit now became worth money now. That's so true. now it's collector's items. So um, out. And yeah, they have the whole firehouse thing going, and they hire the, the redhead, which was played by... That was Annie Potts. Annie Potts. Annie Potts. Janine. Gee, I had that right on the tip of my tongue, didn't who I? Is, who, is, uh, who is she, by the way? What else is she known for? She was on uh, Design women back in the 80s not that i watched that uh-huh uh, truthfully my mom <laughs> my mom watched it but i had a crush on her so you know whatever goddamn lie <laughs> hey, um hey, she helped me through it. puberty what can i say and yeah once they open up the new thing um business kind of picks up right tons of ghosts like you mentioned the real life dude running down the uh the sidewalk yeah uh, what else? Checking his pulse because apparently he died on that run. <laughs> he, had like kind of, he had his finger on his neck. Like he was checking his pulse. He, does, he must have like keeled over during that. Maybe run. he was listening for heart rate. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and what what other ghosts did we see? Corey, you remember um, the other ones? I don't remember the other ones. Well, Wonderful contribution. Yep. Vic. During that first one, um, they they well they showed them coming out of a number of different places. They only showed those two those mainly those two ghosts. Wait, that's then, also where we realized it was a Christmas movie, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because they cut. Well, they actually before we noticed it was a Christmas movie, they did come out of the one shop with the with Christmas, Christmas Santa hats. Yeah, yeah. The but Santa then we hats. actually noticed it and mentioned it when they. So when you see Santa Claus outside of the outside of the one. So building. Corey, is it a Christmas movie? It is a Christmas movie. That's right. But didn't you say Die Hard was not a Christmas movie? Hey, I'm just going by. Yeah. Die, Die Hard, Hard even had Christmas music in and it. actually takes place on, on Christmas, Christmas, right? This actually takes place on New Year's Eve as well, too. Uh, well, shortly before New Year's Eve, because the guy that's on Vankman's TV No, but show, I'm saying if you're going to say Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, you can't say this I one know. is. I'm saying that because everybody says that Die Hard is. So based on your guys' rules, yeah, this is a Christmas <laughs> movie. Uh, <laughs> also, there's a Christmas tree in in uh, Vankman's apartment as well, too. And there's one, I think, in uh, one of the, the government buildings as well, too. Oh, I didn't notice that one. Uh, or maybe one of the, the, the museum or something. Um, but, yeah, they uh, they see tons of ghosts. And uh, things are going good. They have new commercials. Um, Which are just as corny as the, as the ones in the first movie. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. It fits yeah, their style. It's, they're hilarious, though. Um, so moving through, the uh, Dana has um, gone back to her house at this point. She's trying to get wash the kid up, for, get the kid ready for a bath. She runs her water. She's running the water in the bathtub. And uh, goo starts coming in through the, uh, through the faucet. Fills up the bathtub with goo, completely displaces all water that was in there because apparently she forgot to put the stopper in it. And then when she turns around, the bathtub tries to eat her baby. Now, let's go back <laughs> to the goo. Um, I was going to say it looked like dish soap, like the pink soap, yeah. like bath soap. That's what it looked like. Brad thought it looked like something else. Yeah, it's the uh, it's that famous picture of what they make the chicken nuggets with <laughs> at McDonald's. <laughs> and I, th- I think he's more on point with that one than, more my, likely. than my soap. Yeah. You're correct, Corey. Yes. Mine was way better. <laughs> so uh, the bathtub tries to eat the baby. She runs off, heads straight for Peter Venkman's house. One of the bad. Throw bad the baby out effects. with the bathwater. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so she gets to Peter. She tells him that the bathtub tried to eat the baby. Um, they go back to her house and basically go through and try to figure out what's Such going on. Such a meat cute. A what? Meat cute. Meat cute. You don't know what that is? No. You know what that is? I know the I know the term, but I don't know what the it's definition is. In a romantic comedy, where two people fall in love, like whether it's in a they get into a it's where they fender meet, bender. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, like meat cute. It's called okay. a meat cute. 
That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, I'm sure it's... I, I believe you. I believe that's what you're <laughs> no, saying. No, I was giving you credit on it being the dumbest thing uh, you've ever heard. Yeah. He and he blew it. And it's taken as fast as you get him, you can have it taken away. <laughs> so, um, Lord doesn't give with both hands, Vic. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, using the new term, the meat cute that happens, he they get to the house and she tells him what happened. So they go back and they try to investigate what's going on. So he uses this... Uh, this negative and turns it into a positive and talks her into staying at Spits his house. that game. He, he talks her into staying at his house and while she's there, she cleans it up, <laughs> which freaks him the fuck out. Yeah. Because all of his stuff has been moved. And then, remember, he, like, he gives the baby the sweatshirt and he says he got it from, from Joe, Joe Namath. Namath. Yeah. You know the baby's going to piss on it. Why right. would you use that sweatshirt? Maybe I would use like, like an old t-shirt. Or a, t- a towel. A ta- like well, a bath towel. I don't know how well you could wrap the towel around. The, the shirt works better because because like, of the arms. Yeah, the arms. So uh, they move in. Uh, they take up residence. Um, and Peter's, you know, he wants to get back with, with Dana. So he's put, doing everything he can. He gets her a babysitter. He asks, tells uh, Janine that she's working overtime. She's going to come over and babysit. Um, and he's going to take her out. In the meantime, the other three have uh, doned their... Uh, <laughs> Shit. Scared the fuck out of me. That's not a ghost, by the way. That's Vic's fucking whatever. The most amazing look on his face <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. That is not getting cut out of this. And that is the stuff. seventh time I've heard that tonight. And every time I'm just like, what the fuck is that? And I don't even believe in ghosts. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in any like spiritual shit or anything. It's and from, I keep thinking that it's haunted. It's from Overwatch. It's just a game sound. <laughs> what What are you using that for? What do you? Is that what an alert is it's that? It's my notification when I'm at work. It's so loud. I can hear that when it goes off. I know, but you're not. A, we're not recording this in an it's arcade. No, it's my notification for my for my uh, for text messages. If fuck, you would have you seen the, the look on Brad and I's face, we looked at each other like, it was what amazing. the fuck was But it that? was fear. It was it was eyes like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> die, die, die. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, so. Especially when we're talking about a movie with ghosts. That doesn't help. Who? <laughs> 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 I'm checking my pulse right now. Oh, just don't run. You won't get trapped. Uh, so the guys show up and they are in um, rain slickers and uh, and wading boots. And they're telling they te- they tell Peter he's got to come with them. And he uh, uses his his girl to deflect them, as many of us do when we don't when we're we don't want to say no to the guys, but we we know we're gonna get in trouble if we try to go with them. Um, he asks Dana if she wants to go with him, and she just walks away and hails a cab. And he's just like, "Hey, go get that <laughs> pussy, like, bro." Well, you know, <laughs> sorry, bro, trying to get that tang. <laughs> gash or cash? I'm going with the gash. So uh, he goes <laughs> after her. Uh, hold on. <laughs> In fact, you know what? You know what? Let's uh, let's double down on that. <laughs> Trying he to get that her. gash. They head for the uh, for the sewer. They go down in the sewer, which I think this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. They get down into the uh, the the sewer. They're heading for the sewer. Um, they get down there, and the um, goo or whatever the the emanation from the goo is trying to stop them so as they're walking down this tunnel these heads on spikes pop out of nowhere and scare the piss out of them that uh, was a good one yeah i liked that and then uh and they, they were pretty gruesome like one of them was just like mummified looking face there were some pretty gruesome ones um and then 
they just disappear and they're like, all right, this thing's messing with us. It doesn't want us down here. So let's go. They start walking in. They start hearing a train coming. They're like, look, there's been no trains down here since like 1870. There's no train coming. Don't worry about it. They start walking and a ghost train goes up. Both uh, Ray and Egon jump out of the way and leave uh, Winston in the middle of the walkway with the train just passing through his body. <laughs> the look on his face is fucking classic. Same thing we would do to you, Vic. And by what the happens way. to like if you? I don't know if you noticed, but by the time it's so when it, when he went into there, his hair started out looking like mine, and it came out looking like Corey's <laughs> <laughs> when it was over. <laughs> Corey looks like a like a anime. <laughs> Kung Fu, like grand, like almost like uh, the or the dude in uh, Kill Bill, you know, what I'm about with yeah. the white hair and everything else. <laughs> so he uh, now, now it looks like Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he asked him if he saw if he saw the the tag that was on the train. He's like, no, no, I did not. <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie. So they proceed on. They find the river of goo, um, and they're trying to figure out like how old it actually is while all this is going on, um, or how deep it is, sorry. And they put a tape measure into the goo. Mistake number one, if you're going to do something like that, let's not tie the tape measure to your waist, because it's probably a bad idea. Something in the goo grabbed the tape measure and just kept pulling um, not to mention the fact, did anyone notice there was no weight on the bottom of that thing? And they were putting it into a flowing river. So, of course, it wasn't going to get to the bottom. Right, it was just going right. to keep flowing down yeah. the river. So, it yanks Winston in and Egon, Ray, they're good dudes. They just jump in after him. I mean, if your buddy goes in, go in with him. They jump in after him. They follow it through um, and they disappear into the darkness. Um, we get back to, to, to Dana and... Uh, Peter on their date, and the guys come running in in their underwear. Well, first, no, oh, first because no, they end up outside of the museum. Yeah, and, oh, that's what and they start to fight, and then Egon realizes that it's, it's the, the goo. goo. Here's what I understand. Okay, he said it's the goo that's making them angry and fight each other. Right, mm-hmm. so they take off their clothes. Well, they're their jackets. Their jackets. They're still covered, soaked and covered in it, but they're all of a sudden good to go. Yeah. Like, Polite, nice, apologetic. <laughs> I, I thought that too. So yeah, then well, maybe they, the, the 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 amount that they had on them was more of the problem because obviously you can the the goo can be positively or negatively charged. So maybe all the goo that was down there is one hundred percent negatively charged. And once they got most of it off, then it, they were able to calm down. Oh okay. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt all in right. that respect. And then they do show up. They do show up to the date. Yeah. Um, in in a, in a black tie restaurant mm-hmm. in their long johns, one piece long john outfits that they all had on, with Winston wearing a red one and the other two wearing identical white ones, which is a little weird. Um, so they run in there. The uh, the Mater D gets pissed off and calls the cops on them. Um, the cops come and get them, and for whatever reason, was I don't know if I'm right about this, but they called the cops in. How did the mayor's assistant end up involved in that? Was he? Did he meet him like at the at the the police station or something? Uh, I didn't. Well, they go talk he, to the mayor. He's just there. No, no, no. And when they got arrested, he had them committed. He came. He I know, shows but up and he. Has them but the, but they met with the mayor first to tell him what was going on. Yeah, I think, I and think. they, and that's when the mayor like dismisses them. And oh, that's like, right, he dismissed them, and then he had yeah, them and then yeah. The, yeah, and then yeah, he had him committed behind the mayor's back. But right. he was at the meeting where they're trying to explain what's going on. Right, and then so that yeah, that brings us into that they have him committed to a psychiatric hospital right, on a on a, a seventy two hour hold. Yeah, what run by uh, Bill Murray's brother? Yes, 
Um, Brian Doyle Murray. Mm hmm. And they are asking them questions. Uh, I think one of my favorite scenes is when they're asking them or when they're explaining everything about it. And then Bill Murray puts his head up and he looks at him. He's like, don't look at me. I think they're crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's something I would definitely do to right. both of you. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I don't know these guys. These guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> Keep me away from them. Um, while that's all going on. Well, while that's going on, the uh, the mayor, uh, the city is now under siege by ghosts. There are ghosts coming through the archways. There are ghosts coming out of the ground. There's people running around. Like, it's it's just chaos and pandemonium ensues, and the Ghostbusters are nowhere to be found. And the mayor decide, runs into the war council that they're holding on what they're going to do about all this and says, where are the Ghostbusters? Call the Ghostbusters. We need them. And the uh, mayor's assistant's like, um, they're unreachable right now. And he's like... Why? He's like, uh, I had them committed. I was just thinking about you, boss. Really, it was all about your career. And he fires him and proceeds to get the Ghostbusters sprung from uh, from psych- the psychiatric ward. Um, they get together. Oh, you know what? I missed a piece. I missed where he stole the baby. That was before this, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, he's already. Uh, I think no, he steals it was after the baby the while they are no, in the mental the institution. While they're in the mental institution, yeah, right, right they, after they, they get the committed. Date. Yeah, they went on the date. Right after they get committed. Yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, re- yeah, because she's back at the. She she's comes back, back to the apartment. apartment after he gets arrested. Right, and Rick Moranis and the uh, secretary are making out. Right. And, and they're uh, all sitting in the living room watching a movie, yeah. which they screwed up big time in the continuity point on this. Cause, because if you watch, the, the, the baby is in the room sleeping, and they have pillows around the baby, and the window opens up, and the breeze starts coming through, and they make sure you see that the, it's windy. Okay, She's sitting there, and her hair starts to blow forward. Okay, Which it shouldn't have blown at all. Because the, the door, door was closed, and an all-glass room. Yeah. So she opens it's the door. It's a ghost, Vic. There was no ghost. It was just the wind. No, the, at that part it was just. It the was just the wind. But maybe the ghost caused it. What <laughs> ghost? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the, she opens the door. The baby's gone. She realizes the window's open. She goes over to the window. The baby has crawled along the edge to the very corner of the building and is now standing for the first time on the edge of the building. And the ghost nanny version of Janos or, or Yanni or whatever the hell his name is um, shows up to steal the baby. Um, pulls an Elastigirl and grabs well, look, the baby and like, takes off with him. Looking like uh, the old lady in the Wizard of Oz, uh, <laughs> the, before was, she's the Wicked Witch of the West. I was thinking, I was thinking uh, Mary Poppins, like a creepy looking Mary Poppins is what I thought he looked like, with the same exact stroller that she had for the baby originally. <laughs> so she grabs, he grabs the baby and takes off. The whole point of this is that Vigo needs to come back to become. He needs to um, possess. A, a new body in order to rule the world. And he wants to possess her, her baby um, in order to rule the world. And Janos has uh, talked Vigo into letting him have her as his wife. If he gets the baby and she gets to be the mother of the next God of this world. Um, so that's why they took the baby. So moving forward, uh, they, um, they get out, they fight off uh, some of the ghosts and they realize what's going on. Um, when she goes to the museum to save the baby, um, the goo starts coming out of every crack and crevice and forms a dome around, a protective dome around the museum. So it wasn't no a dome, right? It just covered... No, it was a dome. It was the outside. It went all the way up. Oh, uh, well, I guess, yeah, because that, that was a dome. Yeah. Okay. So um, the Ghostbusters show up. They try shooting it with their... Uh, 
with their uh, their proton. proton packs, and it does not break the dome. It just heats it up. They're trying to figure out how they're going to get in it, but because of the negativity of New Yorkers, <laughs> which I'm sure New Yorkers are probably pissed off about this whole thing, because the whole point is that New Yorkers are so negative that this ghost is able to take over their city. <laughs> I mean, but come on. So they tried. They have to find a way to, to unify uh, New York City and find a symbol that everyone can rally behind. And as they're having this conversation, Egon is looking down at something. Ray catches on and looks down at it. You know, everyone starts looking at the license plate on Ecto-1 and they see Lady Liberty. So they decide that they're going to use Lady Liberty to unify uh, all of the New Yorkers and get them to, to get positive, give out positive vibes in order to weaken the uh, the protective dome of evil that uh, that has them locked in it. So they go to the uh, the Statue of Liberty and they spray it down with the same shit that's been causing problems, but they positively charged it somehow. So their their goo is good goo. <laughs> as opposed to the bad goo that they're trying to defeat. Um, they start playing music. Well, didn't Egon say he banged it <laughs> early in the movie? Because he's like, tell me you didn't sleep with it. And then Egon brings over the toaster. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> um, so go ahead. He, he must have heard that Bobby Brown interview also. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they spray the interior of the uh, of the of the Statue of Liberty. They connect it to a mu- to some music and a battery and a Nintendo uh, power pad <laughs> controller, and they take it's Lady a, Liberty. It's a Nintendo Entertainment System advanced joystick. It's the power pad. The power pad was the pad that you step on, like when you're playing track and field. That was the power pad. Oh. Pardon me. Yep. <laughs> hey, I'm just getting I'm just getting it right for those video gamers out there. They'll be like, "What the fuck? That's not right." So there you go, guys. So <laughs> he they she gets in the water. She walks across the Hudson Bay, gets on land, strolls down the the mean streets of New York City till she gets to the Manhattan Museum of Art, which, by the way, is not a real thing. Just so everyone knows, in case they weren't sure, um, that's when Corey notices the Twin Towers for the first time. Uh, as she's walking through the city. Um, <laughs> for the towers. <laughs> they get to the, uh, to, the, uh, to the museum, and I'm going, okay, so what is she going to do to get him in? Like, is she going to peel it like a grape? What's she going to do? I don't understand. So they lean over the skylight of the museum, and she hits it with the torch and mm. breaks the glass and the dome at the yeah, same time. Yeah, which you're time. really gambling that she's gotten that baby from right underneath all that glass. Right. And which she hadn't well, until two seconds before the glass showered where the baby was. Well, in their defense, they didn't know that the baby was right down there. They That's just true. that was their only way in. And Corey, the, the, uh, the fight, the good fight. So uh, <laughs> they rappel down uh, their zip cords and uh, enter the building to zip fight. Zip lines? Uh, well, no, cords. Zip cords? Zip cords. To uh, to fight uh, Vigo, um, when they get in there, they realize that they're outmatched again. <laughs> they spray down Janos with the good goo, um, and they're talking about like, "Is this a bad idea to spray him down?" They're like, "No, it's positively charged. He's gonna wake up super happy." <laughs> and so they need, that's how they let us know like that it is the good stuff. Um, and then Vigo basically beats the crap out of him for a few minutes. Um, he like opens his mouth and launches some sort of electro electrical field that paralyzes them. Um, they talk shit for, to him for a little while. <laughs> she talks shit to him for a little while, gets thrown into a closet. Um, and they basically, uh, 
fight their way through the paralysis to get to him while the, everything's going on. Um, and no, they, the the citizens start singing. The, yeah, right. They start singing they and weakening sing- him. And then while the, he's being weakened, they're able to, to move better his because his force on them is, is weakening. weakening. And then they get up and shoot the brother. Meanwhile, uh, Rick Moranis had taken a bus driven by Corey uh, <laughs> over to the museum because he thought it was on him to rescue the city. Right. And he starts shooting it with the proton pack, which does nothing. Yeah, we know. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as the people are singing and the stuff goes away, yeah. the the slime all... you know, And after they defeat Vigo, the slime all disappears and Rick Moranis gets hailed it's as like, a hero. That's right, I did it. <laughs> yeah. Which is a Corey move as well, right. by the way. <laughs> yeah, we've done all the work. To have Corey's no like, oh, impact, no, but totally take credit for it. Hey, he thought that the, he thought he was the one that did it. You know, <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> and they saved the day. And uh, I mean, that's and but, and after the cre- I guess after the credits, uh, Dana and uh, Peter get married, which I had no idea. I'd never seen that. And then they um, get the key of the city. The mayor actually the mayor actually yeah, acknowledges the- their heroism and gives them the key mm-hmm. to the city. So unlike the last time, they don't get fucked. <laughs> yeah, and that is uh, roll credits. Yes. Um, oh, there was one thing that we didn't mention in the beginning when they were doing. They went to the birthday party to sing. Uh, the kids wanted He-Man there. Yeah, they're like, who are you going to call? He-Man! Um, now, this is kind of funny because the cartoon version that we mentioned earlier was done by the same company that did the He-Man cartoon, too. So there's kind of a little nod in there. Um, and actually, the one kid that uh, th- in the beginning at that party that's um, I'm trying to remember what exactly he says. Um, it's actually uh, Ivan Reitman's son is the one that says they want He-Man, right? I, well, there's somebody that says that they're uh, he's the kid says something uh, to the effect that they're stupid or, or something like that. I'm trying to find Fucking the kids. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, I, I'm trying to find the line here. Die, oh, die. Oh, he says that Ghostbusters are full of crap. That's Jason Reitman, who uh, who direct, who has directed. Oh, my dad says you're full of crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is which? His dad in real life is Ivan Reitman, the director of the film. Uh, one other thing I wanted to point out too is that that Titanic shows up, and uh, we have got a, a cameo by Cheech Marin who says, eh, "Better late than never." Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, all that's all the little facts that I had here that uh, hadn't already spit out. So, so anyhow, we're gonna go to commercial, and uh, when we after commercials, we'll uh, say if this movie holds up. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's commercial time. Vic, why don't you tell people where they can find you? You can find me online at MillerKing51 on the internet and online on Xbox One at Black and Angry. That's B-L-A-Q and Angry. Corey? You can find yeah, you thought just because I went let Vic go first it was going to be nice. No. You can find me at BradScottComedy.com, social media at BradScottComedy, comedian Brad Scott on Facebook. Click like. Corey? You can find me Corey, on- I want you to wait until I get done telling people where they can find the showdown. You can find us on Twitter at the Showdown Pod, Instagram at the Showdown Pod, and on Facebook, the Showdown Podcast. Click Showdown Podcast, click like somebody should. Alright, go ahead. 
All right, you can find me on Twitter at NKO Gonzo. You can also find me on the Letterboxd app at NKO Gonzo. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Everyone that gives us a review on iTunes will be sent a uh, special showdown prize. So when you give us a uh, review, uh, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, uh, and we'll get your information and send you out a fabulous prize. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, we're back with the Showdown Podcast. This is our Survivor Series episode featuring Ghostbusters 2, 1989, hit sequel to the 1984 blockbuster movie, earned $215 million worldwide against a budget of $37 million. Um, it has a... Score on Rotten Tomatoes of 50% uh, from the critics and 61 from the audience. And it has a uh, ranking on IMDb of 6.5 out of 10. Um, so that's the facts behind it. That's what the, uh, the people and the uh, critics think. So now it's time to figure out and find out what the uh, Showdown podcast thinks. So we'll start with Vic. Yeah, I was, I, you missed. I thought you were going to say the, the final uh, fact that I saw there about uh, they had the, the highest three-day gross of, of any movie of, that went out, came out that year. Until the next year, when Bat- until the next weekend that Batman came. Oh, out. the next weekend. The next weekend, Batman blew him out of the water. <laughs> Poor Ghostbusters. Good year for movies. Though. <laughs> it was a very good year for movies. Uh, Ghostbusters two. Um, the story was a little lame to me. Um, I didn't very much like just the 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 big bad in it was basically no one. You know, the, the slime was the bad guy throughout most of the movie. Um, despite that, however, um, the movie is still fun as hell. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's funny. Um, there's a good amount of throwbacks in there to, to a lot of, um, a, you know, um, kickback to the history of what happened to them. Like, I like that they tell you right off the bat that they were dicked over by the city after the, the end of the last one. You know, that all this stuff has happened. Um, and then bringing back again, uh, Dana and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lewis. 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 Bring back Dana and Lewis was a good pullback to bring them back into the show. Um, I enjoy the show, and I say that it definitely is uh, makes it a contender for the Hall of Fame. Corey, I aside from some of the CG stuff that I said was looked really bad, but I mean that's a product of the time period. Um, I I really enjoy it, and it's, to me, it it's not better than the first, um, but I still think it really does hold up, and I say yes, it gets a thumbs up. So it's me. already there. Yep. Um, here's the what I'll is. say: it's very hard to make a sequel that holds up to the first. Uh, Lost World has a 51 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Jaws two has a 55 percent. Um, so I love this movie as a kid. So there's a lot of nostalgia 
that came with rewatching it again. And I've seen it over the years, but I hadn't seen it in a little while. Um, and yeah, it's unanimous. Uh, I feel like it holds up. Again, I kind of agree with you, Vic. The bad guy didn't seem that bad, right? Like, he didn't seem that powerful. Right. Um, or like it was even that hard to beat him. Yeah. I mean, granted, though, they did have to get the Statue of Liberty to walk down the street, but I feel like there could have been other things. But that was to defeat things. the slime, not him, though. Like, well, that's, I, that yeah. was no, my... no, to be even more honest, that was to defeat New Yorker's shitty attitude. <laughs> that's true. Like, I mean, that's what it came down <laughs> that to. That is exactly right. And the biggest person that helped was the the people of New York. Right. As opposed to even the Ghostbusters, you know? Yeah. Had the people of New York not decided to start singing, they would have just died, and that baby would have been running the world. Right? <laughs> Which is kind of funny to think that they just all of a sudden, on their own, started to sing. Well, And why did the dude want to be a baby if he was going to take be- over the world? Be- because he would he would grow up. He didn't want to go into an 80-year-old man. Cause then the well, guy- no, but why would you also want to be a baby? Why wouldn't you want to be like... I would assume that Michael he, Jordan. Maybe you can't possess a, a person because he, he they try to fight it. Like I think being a, a as a baby would he then? Can, but would can, he also then turn into his own physical form, or would he be the baby? Because I, I find it hard I, to believe that baby could just take over the I world. Think he would just. I think he would just possess the baby because he was a ghost. So then, so, what? He has to wait for the baby to get old enough to conquer yeah, the world. Yeah. So it's just like planting the seed. Maybe. That's even worse. Uh, That's the- way worse. Theoretically, he's going to take over the world in in, in twenty years. No, you know what? <laughs> Let him be the baby. Kill the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Give the baby to the bathtub. Yeah. Let the bathtub eat the baby. Yeah. Unless he's like Damien in the Omen, where. You know, he starts off. Well, he wasn't even old enough to hold up his own head. Well, that's true. But he yeah. can stand so on the edge of that on the edge of that building. Kill the baby. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a simple solution. I wouldn't even have had people seeing. I wouldn't have brought out a proton pack. Uh, <laughs> I would have brought out a plastic Walmart bag <laughs> and just wait. Yeah, go ahead. Nope. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> just here, tie it up. Chew on this, kid. <laughs> So it does hold up for all three of us, even um, though you want to kill the baby. <laughs> even though I want to kill the baby. Um, so let's get into uh, uh, where do you want to start? What it was? What was that? What do you think that was? Die, die, <laughs> die. Um, I um, the movie coming out this weekend. Okay, so uh, yes, this weekend. Yes, wink, wink. <laughs> um, the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> Starring Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, um, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie uh, Jones. Yeah, Leslie Jones. And uh, so there's been some controversy surrounding this reboot because one of the all-female cast, which drives me crazy because it's like, yeah, I I don't know. I, oh, man, this is such a weird thing Here. to say because it's always offensive. I like. I'm a. I feel like I'm kind of a feminist because I do believe women should be have should have equal rights. I believe they we deserve like everything that we're doing to progress for women. I feel is good. I'm not against any of it, but there's also a part of me that has just met some feminists that just hate men, you know. And yeah. they're 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 a small group, but every group has the assholes and the douchebags, mm-hmm. and yeah. those groups drive me crazy and especially when people do stuff like that because that adds more credence to their sometimes crazy arguments like nobody should have a problem with this being an all-female cast right. especially when i believe you have two of the funniest his, the funny two of the funniest women two two of the funniest people in the history of snl all four of the of the main cast members they're all funny in their own right they are well i don't know leslie jones i'm hit or miss with 
Oh, uh, there's sometimes funny. I think she's really, really funny, and then others, and this may not even be her; it could be writing and everything else. But there's some sketches I'm not a, you know, that I just personally don't find as funny. But definitely, Kate McKinnon and Kristen Wiig, almost everything they did on SNL, I loved. Yeah. And to me, again, they're not even just two of the funniest women; they're two of the funniest people in the history of that show, which has produced a lot of funny people. Yeah. And they're gonna be great. Yeah. Leslie Jones, this feels like a part that's good for her. And in the previews, I've laughed mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at a lot of what she says. And I didn't like the other controversy was people were saying that, oh, why is she not a scientist? Because that's not the character. Like, yeah. Winston wasn't a scientist. Exactly. And I, I agree, granted, it's maybe a little weird to just cast the, Leslie the, Jones. The black, the black people aren't scientists. We, well, no, but I'm saying, but do we not know that she's not a, dis, uh, a daughter of Winston or some shit like that? You know, I don't know. There may be some connection that way, or even if there's not. That's racist. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> even if not, like, it's not racist to me that yeah. she's not a science. Leslie it's Jones, not. as a person, does not come across as a scientist. But the character that she's portraying is someone who knows New York City. Like, the whole point of it is that she yeah. is, she intimately knows she's New York City. She's street smart. Yeah, she's she got, has a purpose. You don't buy Kristen Wiig as being the street smart right. hustler type. Exactly. Right. She's got... Each one of them have their own thing that they bring to the table, and hers is being that street smart. Well, and I think... Now, it, sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, you know... Um, everybody is dogging on this movie before they've even seen it. Yeah. Give, well, he, it, give it a chance because you don't know what the story arcs are for these characters. Well, here's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I feel like they didn't, they didn't make Leslie Jones not a scientist because she's black. They made her not a scientist because Leslie Jones does not come across as a scientist. Well, that's it. that. And, you know, it's like she's he, made her career so far on SNL and other stuff with being the you know the tough talking uh, a a woman who would come across as someone who grew up street smart you know I mean it's it's it fits it seems like it fits her her personality very well the character that she's going to be playing and and here's the thing too uh, going going back to what I was saying about you don't really know the story um, nobody really knows the backstory of these characters yet because the movie's not out um and so you don't know how it's yeah, written. They'll have to wait uh, a couple days, another day, yeah, another day, a day, tomorrow. Yes, but you know what I'm saying. Anyhow, um, but what I w- what I was gonna say was, it's like, who's to say that, um, you know, a couple of these characters aren't a descendant like a daughter or a niece of the original Ghostbusters. Everybody's all up in arms with them being female. It's like, who cares? But here's the thing. But, okay. And they're getting their, they're, they're getting their butt hurts because Ghostbusters holds a special place in their heart. Yes, I get it. It's in my top 100. Wouldn't it be they're getting their butts hurt? They're getting their butt hurts? Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> and, and because it holds so much place in their heart, but it's like they don't have any any idea of you know expanding... That universe. Well, people just always want to shit all over reboots now. That annoys me. But here's the thing, too. It is a reboot to a point. But reboots usually mean that they're going to retell the story um, using the same basic plot line. Dana is in this movie. as Like, Sigourney Weaver is in this movie as her character, Dana. Oh, so it's a sequel. I don't think it's that it's a sequel. I think it's just another story about ghosts and, and you know taking over new york city the point to it is is that i mean you have a whole another storyline these are four people who are who know of the ghostbusters and probably just 
admire them and have decided that they're good. They can do that. Well, if these guys can do it, we can do it. Why don't we do it? Let's just do it. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, well, we need somebody who can actually build us a proton pack. Do you think you can build a proton pack? We'll find somebody that can do it. So are, so are you guys looking forward to the movie? Me, personally, yes. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to movies. And I've said that from, like, the start of it when, when everyone was in their uproar and they first found out that they're... Because when at first they said, we're making, they're making another Ghostbusters movie. And they're like, they're going to reboot Ghostbusters. And they hadn't exactly announced that it was going to be an all-female ca- cast. I was like, all right, another Ghostbusters. I'm in. And then they said it was going to be an all-female cast. And I remember at some point we were having a discussion about them redoing the Ghostbusters and someone said something like, what happens if there's if they're all women or something like that? And sure enough, that's exactly what they were doing. But I'm in. I think, I think it'll be good. Well, I think for a while, though, um, they were also saying, well, we're going to do an all-female cast, but we'll also do it with the original cast members, too. We'll do a, a separate one. Um, and then there was like, no, we're not going to do the female cast. And it's like back and forth. There was so much in, uh, indecisiveness. Um, but when they settled on just the female cast i was i was fine with it you know it's like because like i said you don't know what the script is going to be like for all you know it could be that ray and stan and and on all them they're too old to be doing that and so you know you could write in in the script where, where they're too old and they're like you know what we can't do this here you guys take it on well and i don't yeah i don't feel like i would buy a new ghostbusters with them as the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Anyways, like it's just like when people want Sting in the WWE to wrestle, and then you see it, and you see that giant bald spot and him barely <laughs> able to move and almost die in a match, and you're like, oh, maybe it wasn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, we yeah. need a new Sting. <laughs> yeah. So it, it And actually, it's weird. Here's the, the cast listing on Rotten Tomatoes. has Kristen Wiig, Melissa Cartney, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Michael K. Williams, Andy Garcia, Nathan Cordry, Matt Walsh, Sigourney Weaver, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Cecily Strong, Charles Dance, Ernie Hudson, Rick Moranis, Harold Ramis. How did they pull that off? He's this one, truly is Ghostbusters. He's one of the ghosts. Is he really? Not oh, you know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do no, you I, ever think you can actually? What was? You know what? I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna switch it up on you. Oh yeah. God damn it! <laughs> you fail. So anyhow. <laughs> I, I I'm looking forward. To- I feel if Rick Moran, if he I mean, that was if, a ghost, if he's in it, it's gonna be probably some sort of a flashback or something. Oh, with him and Harold Ramis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know how they'll do that because Rick Moranis is retired too. So getting him out of retirement is no. Really, maybe I mean these were one, two of the movies that made his career. Right. Yeah. Right. But from what I've heard, and he, he may do it just done. as a tribute to. to yeah, to Harold it, Ramis. Yeah, it could be. Um. I'm I've been down with it since the first trailer I saw. You know, there are a lot of people shit on that first trailer and like this the the ghost look horrible. I thought it looked fine and I am I'm totally down with Did it. Did they not see what the ghosts look like on this one? Yeah. <laughs> like Well didn't Dan Aykroyd say this one has bigger scares and bigger laughs? Yeah. I thought I saw an interview where he said something along those lines. Him or so. Murray or one of them said something like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm very excited as well, and yeah. I've I've been excited. My daughter's super excited. I'm happy that she gets to go watch a movie with like, you know, it Girl, sounds cliche, but positive female yeah. role models. You know, there's not a lot of movies out at all that have the the main characters mm-hmm. are women, let alone the entire main character cast yeah. of it are women. So yeah, I'm totally down with it. So, um, bring it on. So it's, it gets a three for three right now. <laughs> we'll see how we feel about it after it comes out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now Ghostbusters 2 also, to me, felt like a very 80s movie. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Especially just like some of the scenes like where uh, Peter Venkman is on the phone, like after uh, Dana shows up to his apartment and he calls Dan uh, Aykroyd and them on the phone and he has to go into the other room and the cords yeah, going yeah. through the door. <laughs> uh, just And yeah, the fact that it's a uh, just a ringing phone all the time and just... The clothes and the. Just think of some of the issues they could have solved if they had cell phones too. That made me yeah. laugh. That made me laugh so much harder. Just the fact that you said that because I just watched um, Neighbors Two, <laughs> and there's a scene where Chloe Moretz has their phone and she's trying to get it away from them so they can't call the cops. She runs out of the room and it's got a cord on it and he like yanks her off her feet and she lands on her ass and she's like, "What the hell?" And you're like, "It's a phone. It's a landline." <laughs> like you're so fucking old. <laughs> Right, I felt like we needed some positivity infused in this podcast to try to cover up all of Corey's negativity. He's spinning over there because it took me a minute to pull up the closing song and to get past the YouTube advertisement that he's going to have to now edit out and is shitty about. So we needed to bring some positive. I've sprayed him with the positivity goo. At least that's, that's what me and Vic are telling him it is. Vic gave him a little bit as well. Now I've got to actually do work. Now you grow up. Now I've actually got to do work on the show. God forbid. <laughs> so uh, we thank you so much for listening to our Survivor Series episode about Ghostbusters 2. I felt like this was a good episode. It was. I mean, I felt like there, we've had some stinkers lately, but this one I felt was pretty good. It was a really positive episode. It, re- it really was, and it's ending on a higher note. It is. So higher and higher note, actually. Yeah. But uh, Ghostbusters 2 unanimously goes into our Hall of Fame. It is a Survivor and we are very excited for the reboot that comes out this weekend. Wink, wink. All right. So for for Vic Miller, for Corey Miller, uh-huh. I'm Brad Scott. <laughs> this has been the Showdown Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.